Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Sure. Okay. Because 
you know I love this stuff. So I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm warning you before we get into this, okay? I'm just, you know, okay. just warning you. Okay. Okay. You know. Okay. I got you know it. How we, I got it. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I'll behave, but you know, it, you know, frequencies and music and all that. Okay. So I'm gonna bring them on, but don't be surprised. Okay, Jay. Okay. Okay. So without further ado, we're gonna bring on Professor. Henry Miller, and you did hear Jay. He's not going to say anything if I ask him after extra question with him. So, okay, here we go, Jay. <laughs> okay, Doctor Miller, Hello, how are you? I'm how are you blessed. today? I am extremely blessed and excited. Well, we're excited too. And and Jay, now Professor Miller, you did hear Jay say, "If I ask an extra question, I won't get in trouble today." Well, what I've heard of you is you are a primary example of the truth. And I love it. You know, Jay, because you see, you see Jay, you have to you have to do you have to have more compliments <laughs> like Dr. Miller. You see this? You see he knows exactly what to say. You see, Jay, I told you. He calls me big head sometimes cuz we're like brother and sister. So, and that's you great. know, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> see when when you have moral authority in someone's life, you always push them to the next level, and that's what he does with you. And everything that he has told me about you is you're an extraordinary person. You know, your heart is bigger than the earth, and your desire is to bring about positive change through peace, and yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. Okay, Jay, you've just been put on the you, – you, you're, in, you're in a good place right now, Okay. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, so first of Dr. All, I, Miller, I, first, well, first of all, I like to compliment um, your efforts and your accomplishments because what you're doing, you're actually giving the spirit food, you're giving it information, and you're reassuring it that the creators are still with us at all times. See, as we are challenged on this third dimensional plane, of chaos, there is still a connection that we have with the creators. The creators will always bless and not test. So when we run into these obstacles on this plane of chaos, third dimension, know that it is not from the ones that created us. It's from the individuals that want to prevent us from going vertical and, and raising ourselves beyond the limitations that they want to control us at. Okay. Well, I'm I'm really glad to have you here, and um, you know we have some questions for you that we're really um, you know looking forward to connecting with you on, and um, you know so um, without any further ado, um, if, if it's okay, and, and Dr. Miller, what we also ask of you is if you would tailor your answers to those questions, so that our audience has the opportunity to really connect with you and not, you know, then we don't run out of questions for you before the end and they don't get all, and they don't get all the goodies before the end. Is that okay with you? I can care. We can, we can. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, one of the things we'd love to know, Professor Miller, well, would you prefer Professor Miller or Dr. Miller? Well, I function in two uh, areas. The area of information very crucial. So I deal with some of the outstanding and theorists and scientists throughout the whole world. And um, the dual role, sometimes I'm the professor because I'm sharing with them ways to become unlimited, to go vertical in their thinking. And then other times, as the doctor, I'm actually teaching people how to uh, manage their concerns. So I think uh, the appropriate uh, response is our conversation. And if you need information, I will definitely do my best to make it absorbable and um, make it something that you can use immediately. Now, if it's from the doctor aspect, we have private research. We take the time to figure out the cause of every concern. We don't address things as illnesses because we were not born with these things and the concerns affect our everyday life. So we just 
they as that. So I hope I've been not um, so foggy in my explanation of the two the dual roles that I play. Oh, not at all. And I know Jay has. Um, well, I'm sorry. Let me start off first. You know, with that said, we would love for you to tell us a little bit about where you grew up, and did you envision yourself being a professor when you were a child? Well, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, both my parents were born in Anniston, Alabama, and they grew up as friends. So my uh, grandmother, which is my mother's mother, worked for a doctor, and he relocated his practice to St. Louis. So she came, and that's how the family migrated here. Um, my mother and father were here approximately two years before my birth. Uh, St. Louis is a very, very special place. I call it the Nile of the North. It has the best of the best and the worst of the worst. You can experience a degree of information that you can find nowhere else, and you can look at the amount of chaos that has been perpetuated and fueled that you'll find nowhere else. So the first question is St. Louis is my home. I was away for 44 years in military and uh, working on different projects throughout the world. I returned back in the month of June, the 1st of June, 2012. So St. Louis is the Nile of the North to me. It is um, the place where great things will happen. And it's also been it has been selected as the promise zone. Washington, D.C. There's been so much disparity in this area that they have looked at this and are supporting it as a holistic approach for the solution of urban life throughout the United States. So I'm very glad to be here at this time of this renewed growth. So that's the first answer. Now, did I ever think I was a professor? I would be a professor. Ever since I was a young one at four years old, I had some questions that had to be answered, and most people couldn't answer it. So I started my quest. My brother, uh, George Miller, we call him Peabody, he was a victim of this thing called asthma. So I remember uh, one day my parents grabbed him and they rushed him out, and I was putting care of my aunt, and I'm saying, what did they take my brother? They said if they took him to the hospital. I said, I want to go also. They said, well, you can't go. I said, why are you taking it? They said, he has an asthma attack. An asthma attack? What's asthma? That means he can't breathe. Well, why can't he breathe? Because he needs medicine. Well, what kind of medicine? So that's where my quest started, uh, an understanding things that affect our health. So as I begin to prolifically seek information, the research led me to different libraries, and, you know, I would take as many books out as I could as I was allowed, and I would be reading three or four books at the same time. So my quest at that point was that of understanding how we could, how, how my brother could stay with me and we would not be separated. So the aspect of the professor came at an early age because of my quest to understand the elders. You know, my, my family elders would say, come on, let's go get some ice cream. And we'd talk about things and, you know, we would have great conversations and it would kind of, I guess, they would kind of value the, my perspective. So it was always a thing of, of teach me this. And my father, um, may he rest in peace, he would always talk about, my son taught me so we'll progress to um, your next question, if you're ready. I, I have a question, and uh, that's amazing that, you know, you did all that at a young age. I think that's, that's amazing. Uh, my next question, uh, Professor Miller, is what what is this thing, music therapy, and what is the origin of, of the science? Okay. See, this is wonderful. I shared with with Mr. Logan, uh, the history of healing instruments. Uh, the gentleman by the name 
of Maurice White graced us with a degree of consciousness. And in this list of instruments that I shared with Mr. Logan, I'll share it with those that are concerned or that would like to, to review it for their own. There were bells. There were drums, wa- gores, and water. There were strings and things of that magnitude. So they had a frequency that allowed the body to harmonize or entrain with it to heal it. Now I'll give you a, a brief synopsis. Ancient healing tones for the original sound frequencies of Ut, Re, Mi, Fa, So, and La, which have been used to maintain the body's spiritual and biological balance for many centuries. Some people use their power to change or withhold these frequencies to allow chaos to develop. This has caused disharmony where there was once a natural healing experience. The priest and many other feared that common people would realize, would realize that they are as powerful as the priest. So with that said, wow, that's a lot. I'm not bashing. I'm not here. If I offend anyone, I apologize. That is not my intentions at all. But we have to understand that we are created for abundance. We should not uh, succumb to the loss of our spiritual freedom. And we need to really, at this point, embrace who we are, what we are, and our blessings, and not succumb to the trials of this third dimension. Okay, now I'll just continue that thought. I have to inject that because we are created for abundance. The things of poverty, fear, it affects our overall energy. You know, words things. So these words that have been uh, ingeniously formatted to separate our freedom of our spirit so that it reduces our overall energy. So first of all, the fear causes us to go into a state of just relying upon our reserve energy like a battery. And over time, that battery must be recharged or we just lose the life force. So now that's some some very, very important foundational information to know that our thoughts are things and what we think can cause us to lose the power to digest food, to rest, to process liquids, to regenerate, to uh, detox, and all these things. So it's very important that the information that we receive enables us, not encapsulates us. Now, they changed them to emit or altering the original frequencies to different tones. So all of a sudden you hear the classical scale of music as being do, re, mi, sol, la, ti, do. They took away the original sacred power of the sound. Our research has created ways to reintroduce these, to reintroduce these sounds and activate the body's natural healing process. So it has been used for, for millennia. Uh, what I did, I remember being told about this three-string instrument in uh, the motherland, El Kabbalah, which um, the Greek called uh, Africa. And what the healers would do is take this instrument and put it on your abdomen. It had three strings. One string reharmonized the blood in the body. The other would harmonize the organs, and the other harmonized the, the uh, skeletal structure. So as I begin to do my private research on the name of these instruments, then I was blessed with a classification of all the sacred healing instruments. So at this point, our desire is to provide the, an ocean of energy in the form of sound. It's expressed in sound that surrounds the body, and the body can get information instruction, and energy so that they can correct itself. We've been very successful. The first use or the first purpose was to uh, 
create a system of pain modification so that a person could just listen to a song and the message of pain would be converted from uric acid to endorphins. So the body would have a chance to heal because it goes into a state of trying to get your attention. That's what pain is all about. So in the the music therapy, it gave the body a chance to say, I hear you, and this is how I'm responding. So we were very successful. And at that time, I knew that people were very sensitive to buzzes and all these different sounds. So I figured a way to embed these frequencies in popular music. So uh, the first CD that I produced was to, it was addressed uh, muscle pain modification. And the concept at that time was corrective frequency embedded technology. So I was able to take some of the popular music from different individuals' libraries and embed these frequencies. And some individuals who had had knee pain for years, they listened to it one night, the next day, what happened? (laughs) So that was the original purpose, to figure out how to surround the body with this energy that helped it be harmonized and helped it uh, heal it. So we were pretty successful in that. So we can move to wow. the question, if you're ready. Yeah. Yes, we are. Um, that, that's very, very powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, one of the things I would love to know is, could you explain to the audience how frequencies and vibrations work using your applications? I surely can, and it's an honor to have this opportunity to share this. Everything is energy. Everything has has a pulse or it has a, a frequency. Everything, every everything is energy, and it's expressed in a frequency. So what I realized was there's a source that you can create a frequency that will cause matter to respond in an orderly manner and to, um, it's like an on switch. For instance, you can create a galvanized set of frequencies that causes your body to start detoxing, your lungs, your kidneys, your liver, your lymph, your intestines. So music is a uh, is a delivery platform for this energy, and this energy has the ability to surround the body and to give it instructions and the support for it now to come back into cohesiveness with itself. So there are, you know, through the private research, there are thousands of pages that have been put together that can address the different concerns that we have as we uh, combat and resist the limitations of this third dimension. So everything's energy. It has a, a frequency or a signature. But you know that signature, you communicate with it. You can turn it on. You can turn it off. Okay? Interesting. Really interesting. Um, I okay, Jay. This is one of the sneak-in questions. Okay, am I going to get in trouble? Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. I you know a lot of people do not know what dimensions are, and some people may not even be um, doubtful of it. So there are multiple. As you know, you and I and Jay are on this, and if you study physics and science enough, this is not something that's hearsay that people a lot of people may not understand. I have a question for you that may illuminate this for a lot of people. There are parallel dimensions, okay? Uh, folks, no, we are not crazy. There are parallel dimensions, and it lives within the frequencies and the energetic fields that we're not aware of. And um, science, the scientists like Dr. Miller um, follow this all the time. 
from climate scientists who deal with the climate to space scientists and NASA. They know that, you know, just like we have the universe, there's more than just the universe that the Earth is in. This is a proven fact. Our students are learning that now. So I have a question for you, Dr. Miller, and that is, it has been said scientifically, not not crazy scientists, but scientists who are noted and well-known, and I thought maybe you could explain this or expand upon it if I have it incorrectly, that there are parallel dimensions where we're sitting here right now, but we're also sitting in another dimension. Okay. And many people don't understand what I'm just saying, but we're literally like sitting here, but there is another dimension that we also exist in. Could you explain a little bit about that, or am I off about what I've read, you know, from NASA and things like that, or, you know, could you share a expand expand upon that at all? Hello? Hello? I wonder... Hello? Did we lose our guest? Yeah, I think he's um he's back. Oh no, he's back. Okay. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, now we can hear you. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Now I'm affiliated with a with the group of the top scientists, physicists right now, quantum physicists, and we are in agreement. We know that the chaos in our world is threatening our present and our future generations. So it's really interesting that you will talk about the science of NASA. You know, one of my dearest friends helped design the space shuttle, space lab, you know, things of that magnitude, quantum physics, uh, scalar energy. You know, all these individuals are they're the next generation. They're the heirs of this technology. And I'm very proud to say that they are my uh, contemporaries, they're my friends. So we have these discussions about dimensions. Now I can give you my interpretation, my truth, and my research. The first dimension, That's great. The first dimension is that of a form of energy. And these entities that exist in the first dimension are microbes. There are, there are viruses, there are pathogens, and they organize in a very unique way. There's no president, there's no senator, there's no congress. They all agree to um, claim what they need from a source of energy. The second dimension are these entities that exist as hunters and gatherers. They know how to come into an environment, be it a physical body or an ecosystem, and take what they need and move back into their own niche and uh, stay there until they need to be resupplied. The third dimension is that of prey and predator. And when you're talking about prey and predator, now you're looking at things that give nothing back, but their desire is to uh, thrive. So they uniquely position themselves like the eagles, like, um, the bigger fish, they know that they don't have to create an agreement. All they have to do is continue to choose species to energize themselves with by their nutrients. Now, the third dimension is where we exist. We exist in a, in a realm of this energy that has all three of these things present. So the fourth dimension Fourth dimension are powers that are seen and unseen. These powers have a an ability to give certain individuals control over other people in the third dimension. But there is a price that you have to pay for that. I'm going to keep moving, though. The fifth dimension is where this form of uh, designer information, this designer instruction, this, this designer power exists and is accessible to bring into the third dimension to impact matter. 
in holistic, positive ways. The sixth dimension is something that individuals uh, are beginning to explore. They call that dark matter. There are things there, but our senses, basically, as a human being or being human, we have to be limited in our response to all of the different energies, all the different, as you would say, dimensions, because we would be so overwhelmed that we couldn't function. So we'll talk a little bit about the sixth dimension, uh, and that's a place where everything is in order. There's no chaos, none whatsoever. Now, we go all the way up to the 11th dimension. Wow. And that's that's predicated upon uh, back into the position that we are right with the creators. The creators will not test you. They only bless you. The third dimension will test you. It will constrict you. It will consume you. So we have all of these different dimensions that sometimes they're not just parallel, they're coplanar. Some are actually uh, vectors that intersect. You know, some will be 90 degrees off, some will be a perfect, uh, uh, what I would say, uh, 360 degrees. So when you start talking about dimensions, think of the ground or think of the city you live in. And it's, it has a particular position in the universe. But these can be on the top of a mountain. They can be in a valley. They can be under the earth. And they can be suspended in the ethers. So all of these, these dimensional realities deal with frequencies. So know that the lower frequencies are solar materials such as the earth, the rocks, the higher frequencies would be moving into uh, liquid things like uh, water and other liquids that flow freely in our environment. And then you look at the next one, gas. That's very fast. The frequencies are constantly moving, so it's not a, so a solid representation. And then you have the fourth state of matter, which is plasma. So we're looking at all of these things existing at different frequencies. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I could go there, Jay, but I'm not going to. I don't want to get off. <laughs> um, yeah, I could, I could, I could, I love talking about this stuff. So, um, yeah, I, you know what, uh, Professor Miller, we're gonna stop there because I could get it'll go so far off from where the show is. It was supposed to be designed to go. Um, but thank you for sharing that because, you know, there are, you know, being that you, these are your colleagues, you know what I mean? That's why I wanted you to explain this to our audience because there are so many levels that we don't understand. That's why, and you tell me if I'm wrong, please, because, um, you know, I am not a professor, such as yourself. But sometimes as human beings, you understand the unique habitation, so to speak, of life in a way that you cannot always talk about because it can go so, it can get, you know, that's why when we see geniuses, a genius who's in physics or quantum physics or things like that, we think that they're so genius they can't relate to people. It's not that. It's that they're in a whole different place. And one of the things that you often hear, you know, I'll make it as basic for some of the people we know, some of our teachers, from Jane Goodall, who deals with the, uh, you know, who speaks with the apes, to um, Oprah and a lot of these other people who are, you know, teachers in their own way. There's something, there's a reason why they tell you to have your feet, and that's why um, a lot of indigenous cultures are grounded with the earth, all right, because the dimensions shoot completely through them from the earth on. It's the reason why some people connect more with water and land than others. And I'll just leave it there because, it, and you tell me if I'm wrong, this is just something I personally experience as well, the meditation, things like that. Some people who will 
come from the city and just go meditate at some place will think, oh, you know, this is great. I am, I, I'm going to my higher self. Where people who know that when you're connected with your feet barefoot on the ground, on the land, on a regular basis, uh, basis, taking in the entire environment around you, that's when your frequency can go higher. That's when you can get to another place that within yourself. That's a complete calm while there's nothing but chaos going on around you. Um, so, yeah, that's all I want to say about it because otherwise I'd go, like I said, I'd go somewhere with it. But um, thank you for sharing that. Um, Jay, I'm sorry. I know I, I kind of went into your other questions, but it's uh, stricter. <laughs> no, that's very interesting. Um, I, 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 learned, I learned something. I didn't know about those other dimensions and it's very interesting. I'll have to do some research and catch up on that stuff. Um, well, I'm wondering if um, is the doctor still on the line? I just want to make sure he's there because I'm seem like I heard an abrupt that he might have got cut off. Um, um, so I don't know if he's still there. Um, he's still with Gail. us. Are you still with us, Doctor Miller? Doctor Miller, are you still with us? Let's see if we can bring him back on. Uh, He was cut off. I think let's hope that he will call back in because I don't see a way to bring him. I can try and bring Go ahead, Chase, please. No, it's just it's just interesting, you know. Like I, we have so much questions with you know, because you know, music was in the. I think you know. I don't know. I'm not a professor, but I'm thinking. It was, oh, he's uh, back on. He's back on, Jay. Oh, great. Hello, sorry for Doctor, the interruption. No problem, Professor. No worry. We have you back. Thank you. Okay. Um, so I wanted to so say Jay, something. There, there please. is an opportunity to go vertical. You're talking about dimensions. See the thing that. We're gifted with we're gifted with a spirit. That spirit, we must find ways to keep it free and safe to travel to these other places for the pure information, for the instructions and the power to come back here to make this an abundant reality. So there is a process from going linear to vertical that's available to us all. And once we go vertical, now our energy is restored back to our being. And we Which is now, what? yes, and we're now not sub- subjugated to the disruption of our energy, such as disease and things like that. So we'll explore that. Can I ask you, can I ask you something, Dr. Uh, Miller? Isn't that Please. also where trans? transformative thinking begins because, see, people who think linear, it's one after the other. But transformative thinking happens in a vertical precept, if I'm not mistaken. You're you're absolutely correct. You're well prepared. I'm honored to even be able to communicate with you on this level. It's a beautiful thing. Well, you know, it's something that Jay and I study a lot, and it's something that we live by. You know, there are things that Jay and I, of course, that you've introduced here that we don't know, but this is something that, you know, this is not something that Jay and I don't talk about all the time, you know, because it's not everyone you can get to this level with that can understand, you know, uh, Jay, which I'm I'm, going to shut up in a second, Jay generally will come and say, Gail, what do you think about this? Or I may say, Jay, what do you think about this? And we have discussions about it, and we have discussions with a few select friends who can understand us. Most of the time it's science friends, like we said, from NASA or climate scientists or people like that, because not everyone cannot – it's not that they can't relate, they're stupid. Not everyone wants to go that far, which is why I said that, that's why the indigenous culture is able to travel between dimensions on a vertical level in terms of transformation. And transformation can only happen on a vertical level because it goes through the dimensions of the body, which is physics, which is frequencies, 
And I guess that's what I was trying to say, that once your feet are planted on the ground, you're now connected with one frequency. If you're sitting on land and water is embodying you around, not just a beach, but a real body of water that was connected and made by the creator God, once that has happened and God's creation is completely around you, then you really are dealing with frequencies of the earth and then the frequency below the earth, which is the water, then the frequency below that, and then you can only start with the base to allow it to go vertically up. Now, I could be completely off on what I'm saying because I am not a professor. This is just something innate that I experience. So I'm going to well, be quite you, there. I have not that. Well, <laughs> well, we'll address that. You are, like I said, the things that I've heard about you, are characteristics of solutions, okay? Because certain individuals are, are ad- adaptees. They will adapt the red bottom shoes. They'll adapt the, pa- the pet walk. They will go all into a concept just because it's presented in a very clever way. But other individuals are here to reunite the spirit with the body. And that's what you're doing. That's what your quest is. That's exactly what it is. And that's, like, I have to encourage you to continue to focus from the inside out. And one other thing, the unique thing about being a part of this creation, we're transcenders. We, we, and we're transceivers. We have the ability to broadcast. But the most important thing is we have to have the ability to receive is higher information. And that's what you're doing. You and, and uh, Mr. Logan both are um, paired together for a reason. Because what you're doing, you are opening up agreements. See, the whole key to being able to be able to receive information in its purest form is that you have to agree that it's significant. So I have to congratulate, congratulate both of you on this reality, and that's where both your strength comes from and your genius. Well, you know, Jay, I'm going to put you on the spot here. But, Jay, I wish you would share with um, Dr. Miller. I know we're totally going off questions here. But there are things that you've talked to me about, you know, over the years that I've known you when we would do business and you would say, Gail, you know, this frequency, you know, from a production standpoint or this music frequency or whatever. Jay, would you talk about that a little bit for our audience to see and hear and just what you shared with me over the years with Dr. Miller? Sure, I, I will. Um, I've always, uh, when I grew up, Gail, you know, we always talked about, you know, I watched, I'll just use this <laughs> as an example. This, this might be going off topic, but I watched Star Trek. Okay, and in Star Trek, the doctor on Star Trek, his name was Bones. He had this thing called a tricorder. And what he, he and if, if for, for people who are fans of Star Trek, this thing was used when they couldn't get the sickly crewmates on the ship, on the starship, they would take the tricorder out and they'll put it over him. You heard this little frequency. And it was used to heal bones and blood pressure. And also, not only just to heal, but to get data and all kind of things. And this was all done with frequency and vibration. So this tricorder was basically <laughs> what I would watch as a kid, you know. And I kept saying to myself, well, it's kind of like vibrations and tones and, you know, it's healing these uh, shipmates. Um, but back then it was just kind of like a fantasy, you know. So now it's moving Moving forward 40 years in Dr. Miller's research, it's proven to me that that wasn't just a fantasy, that music does heal. And, and, and Gail, we talked about this all the time. And, um, one of the great uh, music healers was Maurice White. He brought that information to the consciousness. And it was, I think back then, he was just one. He had, he had Roy Ayers. He had all these different musical doctors. And they're pretty, it's pretty much, that's the door, the, I won't, I won't. I would call them doctors. Even in, in indigenous tribes, they had the doctors would bring instruments. And these well, Willie Nelson. I just, in, Jay, I just wanted to say one thing. Willie Nelson did too. Oh yeah, right, right. So 
it just proves the fact that this is this is old medicine that has been lost. And we're taking we're taking pills and radiation and we're doing all these other things and Gail, you always told me about acupuncture and the stuff that you did. You always was doing this. Jay, you know, you tell me, Jay, we, it's, there's other medicines. You know, you tell me about my mom. To Jay, don't do that. Be careful of these medicines. You, you and your brother always shared these things to me. You know, be more natural. You know, use the earth. Yeah, we, me and you went back and forth with this, and it has helped me um, try different procedures and different things. And um, I think we need to get back to the natural healing things that the creators have given us. Um, I, I, I believe that um, one day we'll be able to harness all this stuff. And with the new technologies, we'll be able to use this, 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 this ancient medicine along maybe with some of the new medicines, but the ancient medicines are the things that we need for the future. Because if we keep going the way we're going with the technology, it's destroying the core of our bodies, like the antibiotics. These things are, these things are killing the things that help us. So I would just leave it there. Maybe Dr. Miller could... Kind of talk about these new medicines and the antibiotics, how they enter the bloodstream, how they change things, and why we need to get back to the natural ancient medicines that that the, the creators gave us, the information that was given at that time. Well, there again, I never want to offend. Modern medicine is very valuable to me because they have the desire to find things on a nano scale or pico scale, things that are not apparent. And when they find these things, they put it in a terminology that I can research, which, you know, certain individuals will say, oh, man, we got to get away from this. But for every science or for every uh, entity that's on the earth, it has some positive ramifications. And the beautiful thing about where I'm sitting is I was disciplined in in medicine. I started at Stanford. I was recruited by the Air Force. I went through full rotation. At the age of 23, I was a medical service specialist. I performed brain surgery. I delivered babies, autopsy, pathology, um, orthopedics, plastic surgery. So... I am well established in understanding the specialties and values of intentional uh, corrective medicine, and I appreciate it. Now, it shifted in my journey from the aspect, you know, being a being a member of the Air Force. Our desire was to reestablish. Uh, the energy inside the individuals because we were like a family. We didn't have a limitation. So if something was wrong with one of the family members, we could be innovative. We would find different ways to address their concern. And this was a a wonderful experience. Now, when things shifted into uh, individuals having to qualify for the uh, curative aspect, and then it, then medicine shifted. So I'm saying that there are great benefits in every science, and it's up to us to choose what benefits we pull from. And as you say, the natural things is signals. You know, it's information. It's energy. It's just like an electron. When an electron goes to a wire, it has enough energy to push photons out. That's that's the filament and the light. When electrons go through different speakers, it has a, it has a presence of sound. When this force goes through things like motors, it has mechanical energy. When this energy goes through different wires, it can heat your food. So we're just beginning to understand how we can improve our environment, our bodies, our mind, and keep our spirits free for the application of galvanizing, harmonizing frequencies. So the natural approach is to continue the tradition of vibrational healing 
inspiration and uh, taking it to another level. Now, I want to I want to share you show you my pedigree in this. A young lady by the name of Judith Pinkerton, uh, extremely gifted, multi-talented classical musician, created a a form of music therapy, and she taught me musical prescription musical prescription writing in the late 1990s. Now, this enabled me to write musical prescriptions that would help an individual. Her first, well, her most uh, accomplished event was her husband was to have back surgery. She created music therapy applications so he went through surgery with no anesthesia. And she created other things that prevented the pain from causing him to use pain pills. And she was totally successful. And we, as a student of hers, it was fascinating because I had been on tour with a group called the Coasters. We had toured all over the world. We were the top act in Royal Caribbean's history. So here it is. I am, and I'm producing music too. And I saw a way that music can actually put the body and the mind and spirit back together as one. So it started um, really giving me a formation to create music therapy that surrounded the body and helped the body to heal itself. So, Judith Pinkerton, wherever you are, my undying attitude and love goes to you. We're going to hook up very soon. So, those individuals that want to see a definitive uh, practice of a music therapist, Ms. Judith Pinkerton, she's located in Las Vegas, Nevada. And when you contact her, tell her that Dr. Henry G. Miller sends his regards. My, I had a, a, a question, and I wanted to know, you know, let's say if I was deaf or blind or didn't have any uh, natural senses, could your prescription still help me? Yes, we've, we've helped many animals. <laughs> so, yeah, and um, we've worked with autistic children, uh, children that have um, this thing, um, Asperger. You know, most geniuses have this unique ability to be in another dimension, a dimension of total understanding. And um, it has worked with them. We have worked with individuals who were considered um, beyond reach. We have um, had a chance to re-stimulate and regalvanize their bodies so that they were capable of thriving again. You know, but all of this music therapy, I don't want anybody to think it's spooky or, you know, it's something that's that's negative. Even the birds, songbirds, the sounds of the whales, all these things have energy and they stimulate. The growl of a tiger tells you, look out, <laughs> you know, the song so, of the Yes, sir. So, Dr. Yes. Miller, my, my question, even if I was, I couldn't hear the music, like me and Gail, we couldn't hear it, this, this, I would still be able to benefit from, from these prescriptions. That's what. Yes, it would, because you feel it. See, it's an ocean of energy that surrounds your body. Your body responds to it just like, like a different radio station. Your body can tune in and get the information it needs to correct itself. Does that, I mean, is that definitive enough to tell you the answer is yes, the first answer, the second answer is yes, yes, the third one is definitely <laughs> yes. Great, because that's what the audience wants to know, because a lot of people might think, well, it's music therapy, and I can't hear it. I don't know how this is going to work, but that's yes, it's beautiful, and that answers the questions for the many of people that are listening to our show, so that's good to know that people to know that. Before we go any further, Jay, we actually have some, I believe we have some parties here that want to ask a question. Hold on just one second. Okay. Uh, Yes, uh, someone with a 347 uh, area code is 
on the line with us. Did you have a question, ma'am or sir? I just uh, called in to listen and uh, ask a question here and there. Uh, Professor Miller, you've been doing this for how many years? Hmm. The applicability has been, wow, from the music therapist aspect for over 20 years. Ah, and you said your background's in medicine as well. Yes, sir. I started out at Stanford upon a very uh, unique program where I was mentored. So the best in each field, whether it was cardiovascular, whether it was um, lungs, the kidneys, they actually taught me working beside them. So it was a whole different orientation. I've been fortunate like that. So we'll say 1970, Stanford, uh, 1972, the U.S. Air Force, through all the rotation. Um, then I taught critical care medicine in Illinois and Missouri. And then I went back to Stanford, ran the Department of Life Support Equipment, calibration and stuff. And then I had an opportunity to go to Berkeley, studied human genetics there. And as soon as I finished that, I had an invitation to become an electronic engineer. And it was based upon microprocessor interfacing. So I I was um, given great gifts, about 23 different courses from an uh, institution called Xerox. So the creators prepared me for a moment of simplicity and completeness. So understanding the dynamics and the the, um, benefits of all these different systems, it comes all the way back to the simple thing. You know, in case this technology in a delivery platform and it will be received, and it's music, it's music therapy. So thank you for asking that question. Yes, because I was wondering, your experience seems to have prepared you fully for understanding the human uh, physicality, the the, the vascular systems uh, down to a cellular level. So this is pure logic. When it comes to to energy. So I can understand that uh, relationship and how it works and not having to even hear it, your body just responds to it on molecular and cellular level. Yes. Very interesting. Please go ahead, gentlemen. Please go ahead. Thank you so much for um, that question because it gives me the ability and the opportunity to give the tools that's necessary. And I, I appreciate you very much. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Um, sir, just for our audience uh, members to know, are you from the New York area, sir? Yes, uh, from Harlem. Okay. Well, thank uh, you so much for calling for calling in. And um, we do really do appreciate that because, you know, questions from the audience help spur other inquiries just of the minds of all the rest of our audience members. And I hope you have a great day, sir. Thank you for Thanks calling you in too. with your question. And Be also, I want to give a big thanks to Harlem's uh, contribution to humanity because I, I hear there's some very interesting things happening in Harlem, and I would be more than happy to participate in any renaissance or any solution. You know, consider me as an enduring personal source to help you achieve whatever you, whatever endeavors your community needs, okay? Indeed, definitely. Thank you so much for calling. Okay, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Well, there you are, sir. I think that was uh, that was quite an interesting uh, thing. You know, Dr. Miller, we'd love to be with you on even longer, but our show has ended. I think we should have said two hours, Jay, rather than one, <laughs> if Dr. <laughs> Miller's time would have allowed. And uh, we thank you for being on, and we ask that you come back at a later time in the year, sir. I am I'm so blessed by uh, this opportunity. And I feel very, very 
inspired by both of by your work, both of you. I look forward to continuing uh, bridging the gaps and creating a relationship of agreements, power, and peace to the people. Well, thank you so much, and we see that you're already doing that. And um, we will definitely be in communication with you, and we will share your works. And, uh, again, thank you ever so much. And if people have an inquiry, they can reach me at H-G-M-A-P-P-S at gmail.com. Yes, feel free. Would you say that again, Dr. Miller? H-G-M-A-P-P-S at gmail.com. Thank you all, and I hope you've heard that. And we look forward. And we're, with that said, we're going to leave out what I think an appropriate song with, which is Treasure. Thank you all. Thank you. God bless. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.